podcast editor, Ben Ackley at Cespril Michigan Life. And this is the new, improved version of Raving Geeks. I'm here with Brendan Valentine, Dan Draper, and Hope Goodearl. And we are going to be, well, not we, I'm not going to be there, but they are going to be kicking off this new season, very experimental season of this show. Um, and honestly, I don't really have that much to add. I hope that everyone enjoys the new version of this show. If you have ideas for us, please send them in to our social medias. But I'm kind of just going to get out of the way and let Dan take it away here. Hey, hello, everyone. Yeah, like Ben said, uh, my name's Dan Draper. Um, we're just going to do uh, some minor introductions just so you, the audience, know who we are and like what makes us geeks and why we're qualified to inform you on geek topics. Yep, so uh, like I said, my name is Dan Draper. Um, my pronouns are he, him. Uh, my major is a broadcast and cinematic arts, and I have a journalism minor. And what makes me a geek besides all the stuff you can see in my bedroom wall? Um, yeah, I grew up video games, like movies, like geeky like comic book stuff that's kind of just what i've grown up with my entire life so i've been kind of around it ever since like i can remember and um yeah i just really enjoy it all that kind of stuff i'm pretty passionate about it as you can tell i'm doing a podcast about it and uh one thing a couple things we wanted to say about ourselves you know to just get us rolling in the geek direction of our preference of marvel versus dc and our favorite superhero if one or two, whatever you can think of. And so the Marvel versus DC question is a little interesting for me because it depends on how you look at it. DC, I think, has superior comics. I think their comic characters are way cooler. Like the stories are just overall better, a lot more interesting. However, their movies, kind of kind of not great. Kind of bad, I would say. <laughs> so I'd have to go with Marvel as far as the... Uh, the television and movie debut of that front and uh my top superhero uh, i gotta go i gotta go with my boy spidey he's uh you know your friendly neighborhood spider-man he's pretty pretty relatable for all you pe all us normal people out here but then he's also a superhero on the side so that's uh that's where i land with that so uh brendan do you want to go next yeah i can start off uh hi everyone my name is uh brendan valentine um my pronouns are he, him, and his. Uh, I am a neuroscience, psychology, and French triple major here at CMU. Uh, I know that sounds like a lot, but uh, everything kind of overlaps. So it's really not that much. I have time to do the podcast, so I'm not like drowning or anything. Um, so I thought a lot about this question of what makes me a geek. Um, the first thing that popped into my head was not something I'm like super proud to admit, but um, I was the kid in my neighborhood that um, instead of playing like basketball or football with the other like kids uh, my favorite thing to do when I was a kid was to imagine that I was in like some science fiction or like fantasy tv show find the coolest stick in my yard and like run around like casting spells and uh doing whatever depending on what show I was watching at the time maybe I was uh maybe I was Harry Potter maybe I was bending elements or whatever um but more recently um I've just been like super interested in like comic book lore, uh, science fiction lore, uh, fantasy uh, adventure lore, that kind of stuff. Uh, haven't quite got into D&D &D yet, but I'm hoping to get there eventually. Um, so yeah, ever since I bought Batman Arkham City when I was a, a kid, I've been super interested in finding Easter eggs and everything. And that's been my, my go-to thing to do in my free time. Um, and then for the Marvel versus DC question, um, I know 
not a lot of people are going to agree with me on this one, but I'm, I'm DC on all fronts. Um, uh, I have my reasons. I don't want to like argue with anyone. I just really, really like the DC characters. I just got to clarify, you're including the movies in there? They're not better than the MCU movies. Okay. I enjoy them. <laughs> they're not bad. Like, I'm not going to just like the MCU movies are awesome. But like um, if I had to fully support one and or fully support the other, I'd have to fully support DC. Um, and then as far as my favorite character goes, I'm a big Batman fan but I know that's a little bit mainstream. So something I've been into a little more recently was the comics for the character, the vigilante. If anyone watched um, arrow season five and six, he was in there, but uh, in the comics, he's uh, Adrian chase, who was the villain of arrow season five, but uh, he's a, he's a super fun character, kind of like Batman, but a little more uh, risque with his rules, a little more. Um, he, he doesn't mind uh, the, the killing thing, unlike Batman. So it's, it's a little different of a read. All right, Hope, you want to you wanna go next? Yeah, of course. All right, so hi, I'm Hope Gutterall. Um, my pronouns are she, her, and hers. Um, my major is secondary education English. Uh, I'm getting a minor in English as a second language, as well as a creative writing certificate. So if you want to bundle it all together, uh, English is the overarching. Um, so what makes me a geek? Uh, I'm going to use a John Green quote because I'm huge into books a lot. Uh, probably you can tell with my creative writing certificate, but I love creative writing and I love writing stories. Um, but so a John Green quote is, nerds like us are allowed to be unironically enthusiastic about stuff. Nerds are allowed to love stuff like jump up and down in the chair, can't control it, love it. When people call other people nerds, mostly what they're saying is you like stuff, which is not just not a good insult at all. Like you're too enthusiastic about the miracle of human consciousness. And I realized that it was nerd that he used this word nerd, but honestly that's a synonym for geek. Um, but so like, I really love things deeply. I really, really love um, Harry Potter. And I have a lot of merchandise from Harry Potter. I know there were a couple different years for Halloween that I went as a different Harry Potter character like uh, Hermione Granger or uh, Ginny Weasley. That was fun to spray paint my hair bright red. Um, you know, and I love a bunch of different things too. Uh, and I also learn like all that I can. I will go on down the rabbit hole into just like learning anything about like the actors, if it's a movie or like that thing specifically, like if it's a book, then I'll learn about like the author or um, setting or something or just you know the fandom in general as far as Marvel or DC while I love some characters in the DC universe like Aquaman is probably my favorite in the DC universe because I absolutely love water um, but I will go with Marvel and I'm not going to debate between comics and movies because I never read the comics I will admit that um, but I'm huge into the movies. That's what my dad and I do together. We'll go and watch the movies in the theater or like have marathons and catch up on stuff. Uh, if I had to pick a favorite superhero, it would be tied between Spidey uh, or Captain America. Um, and then like, I'm also going to throw in a villain because he's turning into a hero. The Winter Soldier, Bucky has my heart whole whole entire heart 
everything. So yeah, that's me. All right. Yeah. Thanks guys for sharing. Hopefully you as an audience kind of understand where we're coming from now. Like see that we're, you know, we're kind of qualified. We kind of are geeks. We know what we're talking about sometimes, maybe not really, but um, yeah. So as you can see, there's a bit of a Spider-Man theme going on today and that's actually going to be our main topic for today. We're going to talk about anything and any, anything and everything related to Spider-Man three. But before we get to that, we're just going to do a couple of side topics of things that any of us wanted to talk about. I know Brendan, you had a couple things that you wanted to bring up if we want to talk about those. Yeah, perfect. Uh, the first thing I wanted to bring up, uh, more MCU news, but um, got announced, I think it was like a week, week and a half ago now, but I still think it's pretty big news that um, it seems like the main villain for Ant-Man 3 is going to be Kang the Conqueror. Really? Which I, I thought, yeah, that's the that's the rumor that's been floating around. Um, and the I don't know how confirmed this part is, but the rhetoric has been like, he's kind of the conqueror of the quantum realm. So like, I don't are either if you familiar with like Kang and the comics and like his origin I am a little bit but you could probably still explain it just in yeah. case so yeah so in the comics like uh if I'm remembering everything correctly it's been a while since I read this one but um Kang is from the 31st century like far future goes back in time to rule ancient Egypt as a pharaoh but then when he tries to go back to his own timeline uh he overshoots it by like a couple thousand years and ends up, I think in the 41st century. And that's where he gets the name Kang the Conqueror because he conquers the 41st century because everyone's just like peaceful. There's no war. So he just like brings all this violence and destruction and, you know, kind of rules over the time period. Um, so the, the rumor kind of going around is that um, because in the MCU, you need the quantum realm to time travel. Uh, Kang gets stuck in that quantum realm city where they found um, Janet Van Dyne in the last movie and he's kind of been ruling over there since. And then Hank Pym and all of the, you know, the whole cast is experimenting with Quantum Realm and kind of unleash Kang is what I've been hearing and what I've put piece together. So wondering if either of you have any any input, any other ideas, excited, not excited. I think it'd be really cool to explore the Quantum Realm more because like, you know, as of like the last like couple of Ant-Man movies, like obviously they dip their toes in it a little bit and it gets explored a lot more in Endgame. But like overall, it doesn't really get explained a lot in the, like the greater MCU. So it should be interesting to uh, hopefully like actually have that be the case. Because I know like, like among other people, like, yeah, like we saw like that city and it was just never talked about again. Like <laughs> once they once they saw it. So it should it should be cool to see if that's like actually a thing. And uh, mm -hmm. hopefully it gets explored more. Like, do you know if this is just like supposed to just be like specifically an Ant-Man villain or if it's going to be like a greater MCU villain? See, that's why I was like, I wasn't disappointed when I heard Kang was going to be what, or is rumored to be the main villain. But I was hoping that Kang would be like an Avengers level threat to quote Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. Right. Like I thought he was going to be like Avengers 5 um, or maybe like... Um, Avengers 6 down the line. I, I know a lot of people are rooting for Galactus for Avengers 5, but... Um, mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you could I don't, have a mini Avengers movie like they did with Captain America Civil War. That's you know, true. Just bring like, in a bunch of MCU characters. And I mean, with Loki too, he was the villain in Thor, kind of, and then the villain of the Avengers. So there's <laughs> there's no precedent in the MCU that, like, villains can't reappear. Right. So Yeah. Yeah, it should be interesting. I don't know. I see. I kind of like agree with you that I want him to be like a larger MCU vision, but at the same time, it's like I've just been holding out for Doctor Doom now, especially now that they have the Fox acquisition for uh, for all like mutants and that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. and that should be more of a focus because I like Doctor Doom kind of was 
I don't want to say abused in the in the X Men movies, but he wasn't done justice. Yeah, he was, and then he, the what was that? Sorry, I was just saying like in those movies, he's kind of like a man with a metal mask. But I understand in the comics, he's like way more than that. Oh yeah, we have not seen like what I would consider like a. We haven't quite given Doctor Doom justice on screen yet. Like Loki's been given justice, and like he like before the movies, he was not one of my favorite like comic book villains. But like after seeing Tom Hiddleston's portrayal and going back and rereading some of the Loki specific comics, I'm like, no, this is a good character. But like, I've gotten that vibe from every comic I've read with Doctor Doom in it. And then you see the movies, and it's like, no, they just kind of think he's crazy. And I'm like, no, that's yeah. that's not it. Like he's legit like a tyrant. Mm-hmm. And I want to see that. I thought Doctor Doom was um, Fantastic Four, not X Men, or did it cross over? And I'm just that far behind because I don't read the comics. Uh, no, you're you're right. Fantastic okay. Four is Doctor Doom, unless I haven't watched the X Men movies in a while. Oh like, no, you're right. I got I got my stuff twisted. Regardless, it was both of those were owned by Fox, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I had that I had that part right, just not the the other part. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting seeing like the mcu like actually like own all of the marvel characters like slowly and steadily there's kind of monopolizing it which i'm all for personally mm-hmm. i'm ready for our disney overlords but you know yeah. <laughs> did they finally get the rights like to have a hulk movie again too i i thought i remember hearing something about that a little while ago i think so i'm really i'm really not sure as far as like what they do and don't own at this point I know they mm-hmm. have a lot of them that they could explore that just haven't really done it yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for them to bring in um, Deadpool and the X-Men back into the MCU. And I also, I saw this somewhere like online once and I don't know how true it is, but I saw like a Captain America um, fighting uh, Johnny Storm at one point. And just going with Chris Evans playing both of them, I really want that movie just because I want Chris Evans to play both and just like have him fight himself like he did in Endgame um, because I think that would be absolutely fantastic to see, you know, Captain America versus Johnny Storm, you know. Yeah, it'll be interesting seeing all the X-Men getting rebooted for the umpteenth time. Wait, you wouldn't <laughs> want the Michael B. Jordan Johnny Storm from Fan Stick? I mean, you know, he's, he's good, but like, also, I just really want to see Chris Evans fight himself again. So no, that would be very fun. That's fair. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think Deadpool might be like the only like Fox, like, like Fox character that's just going to be directly brought in. Because I think Ryan Reynolds is fantastic. And just with like the way Deadpool is written, they could, they could integrate it very easily, I think, into the greater MCU. But I don't know. I think for the most part, like, all like the classic X-Men characters are just going to kind of get rebooted again. I, I feel the same. Um, I did hear Hugh Jackman was open to coming back as Wolverine. If he came into the MCU and got the original suit. Really? Um, I yeah. don't know. Like he said, like, I don't know how this would like work. I don't know if I'd be o- old man Logan again or what, or if they're just going to CGI me younger. But like, if I'm in the MCU, I will come back. Yeah. I, I heard that too, that there was talks about like, Hugh Jackman coming back as Wolverine and I definitely had a few minutes of just sitting there going please let it happen please let it happen please let it happen so mm-hmm. you know that'd be nice. that'd be very interesting I'd love to see that Brenda did you have any other news you wanted to hit on like any other things you saw um 
real quick before we move on from this, since we were talking about Dr. Doom as like potential Avengers five, um, my theory for who's actually going to be Avengers five is I'm thinking like brotherhood of evil. If I'm getting the, yeah, no, that's, that's, MC, that's Marvel. Um, or like, if you just go like dark Avengers is what mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Cause I'm thinking phase four is kind of be going to be that like rebuilding, passing the torch. Mm-hmm. And uh, my theory is uh, Thunderbolt Ross is going to, is collecting his own Avengers post Soviet Sokovia Accords. He's going to be like, well, I can't really control the actual Avengers. So let's make my own. And like all of the villains we kind of haven't seen in a while, like Abomination is still around, confirmed in the MCU. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe bringing back, um, heck, who could they bring back? Red Skull, technically, I know, is like free to do whatever he <laughs> wants. Granted, he's on like a planet way far away. Spoilers, mm-hmm. I guess, like, if you <laughs> um, haven't seen it. But then if you turn Thunderbolt Ross to Red Hulk, um, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people. Like with the new Black Widow movie, my theory is that Black Widow finds out about this and that's what she's doing between that movie and Endgame, but just doesn't share because she knows big conspiracy theory with Ross. She gets exposed. She's done. Mm -hmm. Um, So Taskmaster could be part of it too. So that's my theory is Dark Avengers for Avengers 5. As like the new Avengers come together, there's like the antithesis of that as well. That'd be interesting to see them go against like a collective group rather than like one specific villain. That's how I think you could easily like balance out the power dynamic too. Cause I feel like at post end game, you're like, all right, just bring Captain Marvel in and we're good. But if like you can, if you have like someone either really smart or really powerful that can neutralize Captain Marvel, then Adam Warlock. Ah, see, see, they teased him in guardians too. And then we haven't heard anything since. My guess is he'll be Guardians 3, but now okay. that like there's this whole cosmic universe, Thor and the Guardians are together, uh, Captain Marvel's in space. So like that could be definitely within the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. So um, my other thing too that I just wanted to mention that I'm just sad about is the Batman movie got delayed. Uh, it will now yeah. be in 2022. Um, when that trailer came out, I was I was so excited for that movie. Um, I know a lot of people have been hesitant with Robert Pattinson like in the role, but like I he looks like great. he's playing a really good Batman, and I, I I'm confident he can play a pretty good Bruce Wayne too. But this this movie looks like dark, sad, depressed Bruce Wayne, not like Christian Bale, rich boy, playboy. Like <laughs> so, this will be. I apologize to like anyone who likes the tw- is watching this or listening and likes the Twilight movies, but they'd ruined Robert Pattinson. He's such a great actor. Like, mm-hmm. you know, him in, in Harry Potter is Cedric Diggory. And then like, he's been in a bunch of other stuff too. Like the lost city of Z I know is one. And um, water for elephants was a good movie. Yeah. Like he's so good, but it, um, Ben says in the lighthouse. Um, oh, I haven't seen that one. I've heard I've heard really good things about the movie. I've seen like scenes and stuff from Lighthouse. I've never seen it, but I've heard he was great in that. Yeah, I feel like Robert Pattinson is a great actor that just got dealt such a disservice. Like his biggest like shot into the limelight was Twilight, and then you know he hates it too. Like I don't it's blame been him. it's been said that he hates it, and like I don't know how accurate these are, but like I've read stuff where like a bunch of Twihards are surrounding him, calling out Edward, Edward, trying to get him to sign stuff. And he just like ignores them. And then like there was one that was like, yeah. And one person shouted Cedric and he stopped and signed their copy of Harry Potter. And that was the only person who got a, a signature from him that day. I can't, I can't blame him. If my first like star role was in Twilight, I would try and forget about it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I, I will say I read the Twilight books and was not upset with those, but the movies, uh, like, okay, it's it's <laughs> it, it's another like fantasy romantic comedy thing, in my yeah. opinion. Again, don't want to throw the fandom under the bus. You like what you like. We are, we're all geeks, but um, yeah. not not necessarily my thing. All right, so, I think I think we're getting a a little far off topic, so we can pro. If you guys are all good, we can probably start talking about our main topic. I, you got something? Yeah. I, yeah, I have a quick like two quick. Um, related news for geek stuff um so if you like the video game uncharted they made a movie um starring tom holland as nathan drake um and they have like one more day of filming before filming is wrapped and so um if you want to get a first look of what nathan drake looks like you can hop over to tom holland's instagram because he shared it there i saw Um, that he looks great it looks really good. Oh my gosh. I got to go give that a look because yeah. I, I enjoy the Uncharted games. So that would be, and Tom Holland, I feel like could do a really good Nathan Drake. Hopefully it'd be a good video game adaptation as a movie. Yeah. Cause there's only been like one so far that I've liked. And that was Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Same. I love that. <laughs> I keep forgetting that that's a thing. I've been meaning to watch that. I keep forgetting it's a thing. It's oh, great. It's, so like actually, it's actually a good video game movie. It's, I went in with very low expectations and left very satisfied. I mean, you got However, if you're looking Reynolds as Pikachu, so like, if you're looking for something super faithful, then Detective Pikachu doesn't quite hit the mark. But also, yeah. that'd be really hard to do because Detective Pikachu is just a weird game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then my other announcement was uh, within the MCU, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. We got a little bit more information from the writer Derek Kolstad. Um, he said that they're bringing in more. Um, characters from the early mcu um as secondary characters and they're gonna like layer them into the falcon and winter soldier um and they're gonna like reinvent the old characters too he didn't say which ones they were but he was like yeah you know they could be friends or they could be enemies so there's just more to look forward to with that um series which i am sitting here trying not to shout it um kevin feige for continuously pushing that back because i am looking forward to that so much i'm also looking forward to it yeah i saw i saw a set picture i know one of the characters i think is baron zemo i saw a set Mm -hmm. picture of sebastian stan and uh yeah what's his name anthony Uh, mackie anthony mackie yes that's it yeah anthony mackie and then with the with baron zemo on set and i think that'll be interesting well, wasn't Even if they're bringing back those old characters, uh, I feel like that plays well into my Dark Avengers theory. If you're going to just keep integrating old people in, that could be <laughs> it's, it's all coming so, together. It's, it's all, all coming all together. All the dots are connecting. And like, wasn't there, when they first did the trailer for Falcon and Winter Soldier, you had um, Zemo or like uh, Winter Soldier like held out his hand and like had a gun pointed at his head and then like dropped a bunch of bullets or something? Or is it the yeah. different character? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that that was like staged, like that might not actually be how the scene's going. Just like They're, from looking at it, it could be. MC is really I, good at making their trailers deceiving. They oh, love so to do that. Like mm-hmm. with Infinity War, when they had Hulk running like into battle, even though it was a Hulk buster instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're really good at throwing off the trail. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was a red herring. Yeah. All right. Well, if that's all the stuff you guys had to talk about, then we can get into our main topic for today, which, like we were saying earlier, is Spider-Man 3. 
rumors, our expectations, what we're hoping is going to happen, what we hope doesn't happen, anything and any anything and everything related to that movie. So to start off with, we have the rumors of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield signing on to the movie. Um, so obviously, you know, a lot of people are getting the ideas that this means like a live action Spider-Verse where we have the different Spider-Mans of, you know, Sony and now and coming into the MCU with Tom Holland. What do you guys think about that? Um, so I would like to say that there is like at least one article going around that saying those rumors are debunked, but Sony, when they go to quote what Sony says, Sony was just like, oh, so nothing with casting is confirmed. So I was like, okay, so are we doing like an Ezra Miller on the flash TV show thing where like, we're not telling anybody, but we're just going to let, and we're trying to squash the rumors so that it is a big surprise. Um, but also I saw something that said that there was a audition tape for a live action Miles Morales that got leaked and then quickly deleted. Um, and supposedly there's a deleted scene in Spider-Man Homecoming uh, that shows Miles Morales. So I feel like it wouldn't be that difficult to have a live action Spider-Verse and it would honestly, be really cool too to see all of that like people's childhoods and routine years you know growing up and then seeing all the spider-men together mm-hmm. uh, from what i've heard too like this is going to be like all of phase four like spider-man three like everything in phase four is leading up to like kind of this so like with what i've heard is wandavision is going to like break the universe wanda in dealing with her grief with uh after vision's death is going to break the universe and then in doctor strange multiverse of madness the multiverse as we know will be formed and then spider-man 3 will be um peter parker kind of dealing with this dealing with um this multiverse being created so i definitely could see it like the validity to that rumor just because there's so many layers to that and that definitely seems like a whole like kevin feige mcu plan that uh, definitely could be working. However, I'm trying not to get my hopes up too high because I definitely could see this just being just internet talk. Mm-hmm. I want to say, why do we keep making the child clean up the mess of the adults? Because, you know, he had to deal with um, the invasion of New York in Spider-Man Homecoming. He had to deal with Stark's death and everything that happened after Endgame and Infinity War. Like, why are we making the child clean up the adult mess but also like I'm getting kind of frustrated too because I'm like why doesn't Peter have like nightmares or PTSD or like why aren't they showing this because he's what 15 16 and he's going through all of this terrible stuff and like watching people die and you know being in these giant battles where he faces death and it's like how do you not have PTSD yet? Or Spidey you know, senses. What come Spiders on? don't get PTSD. And I don't know if that's really the answer, but I think <laughs> that'd be really funny if that was the MCU answer. <laughs> Peter can't get PTSD because spiders can't get PTSD. Yeah, because they're um, dead. I was, uh, before they get PTSD. I was, uh, I was looking up the order of the MCU movies, but apparently Doctor Sh- the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness comes out after the Spider-Man movie. So oh really? I, yeah, that at least that's what it says here. It says um Spider-Man 3 is 2021 and Doctor uh, Doctor Strange is 2022. 
Okay, so, so given it might, the it pandemic, might be, it might be 2022, 2023. Yeah, but, so it yeah. might just be like the thing, the same theory you were talking about, just maybe switch it and Multiverse switched. is coming together. Because the rumor also says that Doctor Strange, like Benedict Cumberpatch, is signed on to be in Spider-Man 3 as well. Yeah, I think, isn't yeah. that confirmed? I don't think that's a rumor anymore. Yeah, isn't I think that is confirmed. Yeah, I, I mean, who knows if it's just going to be a cameo like it was in... Uh, like in Thor Ragnarok, like where mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, he's in it. And he's like, oh, he's actually in it for like a two minute scene at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll see if it's, oh, I'm hoping he's in the whole thing. I think they, they have a great dynamic. Like the little bit that we saw of it in Infinity War, I think they were fantastic together as characters and as, mm-hmm. as actors really working off each other. So. And, uh, oh, Hope, to answer your question, why are they making the child do everything? That's pretty on brand for Peter Parker. Like, I know you said you're not a huge, like, comic reader but like his arc is always just dealing with all of the crap in the world at once um and somehow getting through it i feel like that's kind of the the charm of spider-man too is like this weird giddy optimism in the face of like the most horrific things happening in new york um so i i mean i feel like it's pretty on brand um i mean i do feel like they kind of need to give tom holland spider-man a bit of a break he's gone through a lot it only you know, for only being Spider-Man for what, like six or seven months officially so, yeah. <laughs> in the MCU. So, yeah, yeah I say well, like, it, it, oh, you can go. <laughs> all right. Okay. I was, I was going to comment back on your uh, strange and Peter Parker, because I feel like Peter needs that other mentor. And with strange being a doc, like he was a doctor first. And so he has like the science knowledge that, yeah. Okay. It wasn't necessarily like inventing like Stark was, but I feel like Strange could definitely be a good like role model and mentor for Peter. Um, and I also really want to see the whole thing again of, oh, we're doing made up names. Okay, <laughs> again, because that was adorable and hilarious and perfect. So I need that interaction again. Yeah, see, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of on like an opposite end from you. I'm hoping rather than like being a mentor, he's kind of like a challenger, not like obviously like like villain wise, but like, you know, challenging Peter to like rise up and no longer need a mentor. Cause I understand that's a problem that a lot of people have had with like MCU Spidey is that he's um he's never really been his own character. Like everybody always calls him like Iron Boy. Like he's basically just Iron Man's like, you know, sidekick. But I think now that like we've gotten past like his grief for Tony, we'll kind of see him be his own character. And especially with like, you know, the end, the end scene, the end credit scene for uh, Far From Home, where like he was re- like his identity was revealed. I think it'll be interesting to see how like, him as a character like re- like uh, reacts to that and how he develops going forward and like hopefully becoming his own thing. Yeah, I forgot about his his name being revealed. I okay so I saw like a fan theory after that came out of um the alien not scrolls the scrolls scrolls yeah yeah, of like having one of them like transformed to look like Peter so that like they can be interviewing Peter and then Spidey swings by he's like obviously I can't be like I can't be Spidey because you know I'm right here um but I feel like there's a million ways they can redact that like (laughs) multiverse stuff Time travel. Um, time travel. Um, that, heck, Doctor Strange the, is a wizard. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I feel like now the time travel. Multiverse with the Spider Verse, too, the live action Spider Verse of bringing them in. I hadn't thought about that. Oh, that would be so cool. 
yeah there's there's so many things they could do with this movie i feel like there's like no way they can go wrong like you know obviously there is but mcu is like if they're never going to put out a bad movie at the very least every movie they put out will be okay i feel like we already got the worst with thor the dark world and as i mean like as movies go that's not that bad but as mcu movies go it's 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 pretty not that great yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's bad I mean, everyone, I mean, I'm sure there are some people out there, their favorite MCU movie is Thor The Dark World. So I don't want to throw them under the bus. But um, in my opinion, that is not the, it's not up there with Endgame and Winter Soldier, in my opinion. Yeah. Which um, I also feel that, because Dan, you said that Spidey was kind of seen as like Iron Boy or whatever. Mm-hmm. My thing with Civil War was if, Spidey had been able to talk to Cap and find out the real reason, like why he was hiding a fugitive. He totally would have been on Cap's side because you know he would have been, yes, let's protect my best friend. Because like his relationship with Ned and uh, Michelle and everything, like you can just tell that he would have he would have been on Cap's side totally and completely if he had known the truth. But that's personal opinion and not I mean, what we're that's talking. just Tony Stark manipulating. Yeah a young hero and a, a young and impressionable hero. I mean, not to throw, not to speak ill of the dead, but um, yeah. Um, actually, another thing that I wanted to mention that I feel like kind of leads into the movie was, um, so Jimmy Kimmel of all people tweeted, um, I, I don't remember the date of the tweet, but he tweeted that he'd been tapped to play Craven the Hunter in Spider-Man 3, which first of all, Jimmy Kimmel's Craven the Hunter sounds like, the best thing that could happen to that movie. That sounds awesome. Um, but what got me thinking with that is like, if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in there, um, and like, let's say, it, and I know there's been rumors around that Jamie Foxx's Electro has also been added into the movie. I think that was confirmed. That I don't was even confirmed, think that's a rumor. Yeah. yeah. And if that, like, if that's confirmed, and then they add Craven in, then it, between those three, like Spider-Man franchises, you have every member of the original Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. that's how i was i was literally just bringing that up on my computer so we could talk about it next but you you segmented right into it yeah i think sinister six would be fantastic oh i would be so excited if that was like we're doing live action spider-verse but like not just spider-verse but like a spider-verse of the sinister six like in an amalgamation yeah. of the three franchises resurrect dead villains because i know i mean i would hope if they're going to do green goblin he's not an original member of the sinister six but i feel like a lot of people would want to bring him in like if you resurrected because of whatever multiverse stuff is going on um willem defoe's green goblin that mm-hmm. could be really really cool um what do you guys think um- I think there's a lot of characters that they could bring back in a very cool way. Like uh, I'm, I'm looking at like, there's this like, uh, like the fandom wiki, like they have like all like the rumored appearances. Uh, they have like, yeah, the Jake Gyllenhaal returning as Quentin Beck or Mysterio. Yeah. And then uh, wait a second. Oh, this rumor says Toby McGuire will play Peter's uncle, but I don't know how much I believe that rumor. That's an old rumor because I remember watching an interview with Tom Holland saying that, and he was like, no, we're not having Uncle Ben in here. Because, like, the whole point of where, um, like, they started Spider-Man Homecoming was so that we didn't get the origin story again because mm-hmm. we gotten it so many times. I mean, if there were flashbacks, it'd be interesting. But I know Tom Holland has said that he didn't – that because that was, like, I think the first movie um, 
was a while ago now or feels really long ago. Um, but the, uh, it, it's an old rumor and it's not true at all. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I just want to see them bring back like old characters. Like obviously like you already have a doc, Ock, you already have an electro, you already have a vulture and like that kind of stuff. So I, I'll be interested to see like how many of them are like reprising roles that like they had in the past movies and how many will be like recasted if mm-hmm. assuming they do it, you know, that's like, that's the big F right now, obviously, because nobody really knows what this movie's about. So, um, real quick, Hope, I know you yeah. said that rumors debunked, but that what that made me think of is, um, you know, the scene in the animated Spider-Verse when like Peter B. Parker goes and like talks to his MJ I'm thinking that, but like Toby Maguire comes up to the door. He like he is, you know, multiverse Peter Parker that like all of a sudden appeared on this earth, knocks on the door, Aunt May opens it and goes, Ben? Like so like in in the like MCU main universe, Toby Maguire looked like Uncle Ben, but he's Spider-Man from the other universe. Like that they could make that nod to that rumor. Yeah. Where like that's it. Like it's not like a huge origin story. I would love that. If that'd, like, be, they, that'd be interesting for sure. It's yeah. like a quick cameo. Um so I just want to look other... this up real quick. Like how old Toby Maguire is to Marissa Tomei, because I feel like at this point uh, Toby Maguire might look a bit older than Marissa Tomei, so it might not work out as well. They're pretty close I feel in like, age, aren't they? I, I, honestly, I think Marissa Tomei might be older. I'm going to double check real quick. Well, while you're double checking, um, so my whole thing with this is remembering the like whole issue with Spider-Man no longer going to be in the MCU. Like After Far From Home, that was going to be it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know there's still still that tension between Sony and Marvel. So what I'm thinking is this is not just like Spider-Man 3, but this is the way to like, in terms of story, wrap that up so that Sony can retake Tom Holland's Spider-Man for themselves and the MCU can move on. Um, it just, it's my theory that like they do this Spider-Verse thing, like the multiverse is broken and uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker at the end of the movie is like, I need to go like discover myself, maybe like taking up that challenge from Dr. Strange. Like I don't need a mentor. I'm going to go fix these broken multiverse problems with these other Spider-Men leaving room for a Miles Morales to come in and be like the Spider-Man of the MCU um, where there's no dispute between Marvel and Sony. Uh, And then if they do Sinister Six as well, this is a big cash grab for Sony. And then they can continue to do Sinister Six stuff with these other villains throughout the multiverse, potentially bringing in Venom and Morbius since those are like, big villains that they've they've got confirmed movies um so that's my thinking is this is sony's way of like we're gonna amicably separate from the mcu bring tom holland with us so we have the cash cow but then we'll let you keep this whole spider-man thing going because of your and it works with your narrative it works with our narrative and everyone's happy yeah i never thought about using it as like as a way to end like Tom Holland saying in here, I, that's a really interesting way they could do it. Cause and, um, like he can come back if that's what's happening. Like if he's just around the multiverse, right. And then he can come back later after contract disputes are over. But um, for now, like he's just gone. Mm-hmm. I feel like Tom Holland wouldn't let that happen though. Cause like when the big dispute happened last year, um, uh, I remember Tom Holland talking online to his followers and stuff um 
Yeah, I think he either did a live or an interview where he was talking about uh, he was at a pub with his family one night in London and he gets a call from Bob Iger of all people to talk about the dispute. And of course he'd had like a few drinks, but like, you know, I feel like Tom Holland wouldn't let it happen. Cause I mean, unless he saw a strong Miles Morales. See, I don't, I, I don't know I how much agency has. Tom Holland has in like. See, that's what I'm thinking. I think he yeah. he had the one good drunken phone call to the Disney conglomerate, but <laughs> Disney is Disney, and they're gonna yeah. do what they're gonna do. Yeah, Disney already gonna, owns like fifty percent of the world or something like that. They're not. And gonna if own- they don't want to have that dispute with Sony anymore, they're like, "You're going with them. I'm sorry, we milked you for all your worth, but this we will yeah. make more money just doing Miles." But I feel like also that like Tom Holland would also want to make sure that there is a good Miles Morales, just because I know like from seeing the charities and stuff that his family trust supports that are small and like making sure that, you know, people are supported. Like I, I can see him doing like a handoff, like handing the baton to a Miles Morales to like set him up for a really good and like, yeah, you do this and, you know, I'm going to take a break and sit back and just watch you do your thing. If you need help, like, yeah, I'll be at college or whatever, but, you know, just give me a call. And and um, because I think that's also another thing of like when they're going to phase Tom Holland out is when he Peter Parker goes off to college, which only gives them like a couple more movies, because I think third movie, he's going to be a junior Senior. No, senior. Yeah, senior. So then, you know, the next one would be he's off to college, which I mean, I know some comics did have Peter Parker, you know, as a college student, you know, working for the newspaper and everything. Um, but I think it's just a little bit harder to work with that. Um, in yeah, because like in most, in most comics, he is like, you know, like the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man because he's yeah. in the neighborhood because he goes to high school there, you know? Like, that's exactly. kind of, that's always been his thing. It's like, he's like this, he's like this little nerdy, quippy little high school kid that nobody really pays attention to. Like, that's always, like, been his thing. So, yeah, like, you're right. Like, bringing him into, like, the, into, like, a different, like, uh, area like that and having him grow up would be different. But granted, a lot of, like, MCU Spider-Man has already been different like he really hasn't been like your friendly neighborhood spider-man he's hardly been in new york to be honest the most the most fighting he's seen in new york was with the vulture and that was only for a little bit and then the brief little stint at the beginning of infinity war and other than that he's been either in space or in europe like there's really been no like Mm -hmm. new york spider-man within the and then in in homecoming he even went to dc so yeah exactly yeah yeah. i didn't even think about that homecoming was hardly there either i would really like to see spider-man 3 in New York more um, like, especially if like Peter gets, you know, a job at Stark industries or something like, you know, or some other like invention place that really lets him be the science Peter and like the like technology Peter, because, you know, he goes to the school that's the school of science and technology or whatever. Yeah. School of science and technology, I think. Um, But, like, I mean, other than a few times in Homecoming where you saw, like, how he made the web fluid, um, and then, well... Far From Home, he made his own suit. He used the whole... But he did use Stark Tech, which, like, I'm Mm -hmm. sure makes things a lot easier. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but so, you know, I would love to see, you know, number three as, you know, he's like, guys, I just want it to be quiet and, you know, just be relaxed in New York in my hometown. And, and then, you know, and the universe fractures and yeah. everything goes to crap in yeah. New York. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. guys, we already had the alien invasion. What the heck? Yeah. It'd be, it'd be cool to see Peter get more into like the sciencey side of things. Cause like, Technically, like in, in every single comic, Peter's like actually a genius. Like he's yeah. actually so incredibly smart. And we haven't really seen that other than like the few moments you've said, like within the movies, like we get those and they're like never explained to us. Like we're just like supposed to assume like, oh yeah, he's smart. But like if we could explore that more, I think that'd be really cool. I think that'd be a great thing for them to include in the third movie. But obviously like you, we still have like these plot points that were left like that are left still for them to solve to see like whether they transition into all this stuff we're talking about or if we're like way off the mark and like they just yeah. literally just going to be talking about how Peter Parker like is actually Spider-Man and he has to figure out a way to uh, show tell everybody he's not, even though he had it revealed to everybody. Well, my, my theory before all of this, like potential Spider-Verse like stuff hit ever since homecoming, when uh, Tony sold Avengers tower, I've mm-hmm. been thinking, well, who, who's going to buy it? Um, so my my thought process was uh, Dr. Octavius or Norman Osborn. Mm-hmm. So like I've always been like a you know Oscorp in New York now. Um, you know Peter nostalgic for the Stark stuff goes works there. Like I could see that. And then while coping or uh, maybe Norman Osborn comes out and helps him, you know, figure out the PR of um, PR of being outed as Spider Man. Um, and then throughout that, they kind of butt heads. Um, the thing, though, is is if Doctor Strange is confirmed, I don't see what role he would have in that story. Well, I mean, if he if he is talking about like the fractured universe, he's isn't his base in New York, like where he has it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it could be like he sends a message or something to Peter, like, Hey, meet at this place. And Peter gets there and it's like, it's run down and broken. And then all of a sudden strange shows up, you know, bail, you know, whatever, uh, to show that it's the, um, tower and his place. And he's like, yeah, you oh, need the sanctum to come. Centorum. Yeah. That. And he's like, yeah, you need to see what's happening in the universe and takes him in. And then Peter's like, nah, man, I got to work on some stuff for, uh oscorp and like i can't deal with this right now like call me in five months or something like oh and then norman finds out and is like i could use this i could see that that's that seems like a very green goblin type thing however i don't know the green goblin's been done before so i feel like they'd be an interesting way to take it yeah too um uh, do you guys mind if we go back to the sinister stick stuff because like that was for me yeah that was big because what I've been thinking with the with that so the original Sinister Six Mysterio, Craven, Doc Ock, Electro, Sandman, Vulture. We've seen every single one of those except Craven in a live action movie so far. So I feel like we could easily pull those in, but they also have had plenty of other villains that have been rotated in and out of that roster that have already been there. So that might have been more popular than some of those. Um, I know we've, I already mentioned Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, um, the Rhino from the Amazing Spider-Man movie. Um, I don't remember him. He was hardly um, in it. He was, in the he, was he was hardly in it, but I, yeah. I thought that was funny. Um, the Lizard from Amazing Spider-Man 1, um, Scorpion and Shocker and Prowler from, uh, Spider-Man. from Spider-Man Homecoming. 
Um, speaking of the Prowler, that could be a great way to mm-hmm. like throw Miles Morales into that movie too, if they mm-hmm. make him part of the Sinister Six. So um, are there, am I missing any other villains? Because I'm thinking like that's a big roster to choose from. And they yeah, probably will they do was, them all. But... They definitely Prowler? don't have to do the originals. Because like, like you no. were saying, like the originals, like, like they, I don't see a feasible way they bring in like Sandman. Like, like he was hardly in the original spider-man 3 yeah so i don't i could see them definitely not having him i could see them maybe not having vulture since he's already been done in the mcu i'm thinking because michael keaton's vulture was so popular they'd want to bring him back and i think that's why they'd want to bring back electro too it's like jamie fox big actor like right i think with vulture too like especially you know with the homecoming and credit scene where uh he's walking through prison and like the one guy comes up to him is like, hey, I hear you know who Spider-Man is. And he's like, nope, don't know what you're talking about. You got false information. Like, I could see him either, like, escaping or getting out of jail and going to find Peter and being like, listen, we're even, so you better leave me alone and I'll leave you alone. Or, you know, he gets caught up in something and Peter's like, come on, man, I already put you in jail once. Don't make me do it again. And then he's like, no, listen, it wasn't me or something. And like, I could definitely see something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and with that, after Peter, Peter getting out into Spider-Man and Far From Home, Vulture mm-hmm. could be an ally in yeah. the end against the Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like they have that mutual respect now. Well, and he, already, like, he already defended him in the end credit scene, like when the Scor- when Scorpion, like he mm-hmm. encountered Scorpion in jail and he asked him like if he knew who the Spider-Man was. And he's like, yeah, if I knew him, he'd already be dead. But, you know, we all know, obviously he does know. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was in oh geez okay I think it was number three Tobey Maguire Spider-Man the alien creature was that Venom the black yeah okay that was Venom because the you could conceivably bring I don't know if you said this um, but you could conceivably bring Venom into the MCU I don't think they'll do Tom Hardy's so. Venom See, as yeah, much I as I would love do. that I don't it's think that seems like a Sony thing right now. They're kind of like, this is, oh, it is Sony, isn't it? You're going to hold on to it. Really? Yeah. I could see I Tom Holland Sony. showing up in a third Venom movie. Yeah. However, I don't think I can't just with all the Sony stuff. I can't see, um, you know, Eddie Brock showing up specifically Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock showing that's, up in that yeah. movie. That's like the I'd only, it, that's like the only Spider-Man related thing that Sony like solidly has a grasp of. Other than that, um, like Marvel is like dipping their hands into it right now. But like, mm-hmm. what about the um, the Venom from Spider-Man Three when it wasn't on Tobey Maguire anymore, but in the other uh, oh, on uh, Eric Foreman? Yeah, <laughs> basically <laughs> Eric Foreman. Yes, <laughs> Topher Grace. That's my oh my that's God. my head canon is that it is just exactly who we were talking about too. That's hilarious. My head canon is that Venom and Spider Man Three is actually just Eric Foreman. <laughs> let's do it, Marvel. Let's do it. Make it Eric Foreman. Make it an Fun. old Eric Foreman, and you know have his because wasn't his didn't his dad act in the guy who played his dad acted in one of the Marvel movies? I think maybe did he. The, I think it was like a brief character, but maybe I'm thinking of something else. Um, but I think it would be really funny to bring in uh, Red, you know, his dad and Eric and Red Foreman. And, you know, he was an Eric, agent Carter. He was an agent Carter. Yes, that was yeah. It. But so, I you know, know. <laughs> bring him in and then you can just be like, 
Eric, you dumbass. Why are you doing all this? That's, that's <laughs> the that's the, actually the multiverse. Is it's not between other Spider Men. It's between that '70s show and Spider Man. That, that's the big crossover. We've done it. We figured oh out Spider Man Three. All right, confirmed. Um, yeah. You guys don't well, need to worry about those internet rumors anymore. It's yeah, just, we'll see uh, you guys later. That's the end of the podcast. Yeah, '90s <laughs> sitcoms and Spider Man. Just that's it. Yeah, but that would work so well with Peter because you know he's that like, would... hey, you know that really old movie with the you know that really old TV show from yeah, that would be funny. Yeah, it was in. It was set in the seventies, I think, but it's me. But back back on topic, I don't I don't know if Venom is going to make an appearance at all. Like regardless no. of which Venom it is, I just don't I just don't think Sony will let uh, Marvel yeah. Studios get away with it. Sadly, because I think it'd um, be great. One question I had too regarding villains was so I know we have like this big roster to choose from, and if they're going to do like if Craven seems to be likely, I don't know if they do another like new original villain for this movie. But if you guys could choose like a Spider-Man, another Spider-Man villain, one we haven't seen live action on screen yet, do you have one you could pick? You're making me look up comics right now. What are you doing? See, the one I've always wanted was Mysterio. And then they did him great in Far From Home. So now I'm, I'm just content. Like mm-hmm. they could do whatever they wanted with Spider-Man. And I'd, I'd fully trust them because I got all I wanted in Mysterio. And I got so, it in like a modern take of Mysterio too, which was great. Which I, I loved Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. I thought that was really good. Especially they had the like the comic accurate costume, but it didn't look ridiculous. Right. And it was just, it worked really well. Um, I'm, I'm not super familiar with like the villain in the comics, but um, I believe he was in like the, one of the old Spider-Man animated TV shows. And I kind of want to see the chameleon show up. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't that could know be a lot about that one. So uh, <clears throat> neither do I. Like <laughs> actually, like at, like not to the level where I'm comfortable like explaining backstory and things like that. But like, I mean, you can get from the name like chameleon, like shape shift ish type stuff. But I believe he's more tech based. If I'm wrong, someone listening Wikipedia to this just... says he's a master of disguise who can make himself look like anybody. Yeah. And I'm so... not clicking the... Uh, he is a... It looks like Russian, though, just based on the name. I don't yeah. mean to, like, stereotype, but Dimitri but Anatoly... I, yeah. I could see the, like, Peter Parker as Spider-Man being resolved by, like, a similar to Mysterio situation, like Chameleon coming in, like, I'm your friend. I'll help you figure this out. Mm-hmm. Like, I can make myself look like you you do your thing and then like you owe me and then end of the movie it's like i'm the leader of the sinister six and you owe me yeah which is like the yeah. thing that's where my mind went um i think it'd be being, cool but i feel like that sounds a little too similar to far from home is the only thing yeah that's what i was worried about but. like they are they already have a problem with like twist villains so i think doing another one immediately for the next spider-man movie is like you know a little well, if he, mm-hmm. I think it'd be sweet. I just don't know if they'll do it. I think they might go with a little more of like a mainstream villain. And I feel like they have a lot of like substance that they can put into this movie anyway that I don't I don't think they'd add Chameleon in. I'd love to see a live action Chameleon. I feel like that'd be a really cool, even like if they do a Miles Morales movie. Like I feel like that could be a simple, not a Miles villain, but could be transferred over. So, I mean, this is kind of similar to Mysterio or at least how they had him in the uh, Far From Home but the tinkerer um i don't know if you guys know anything about him. he was in homecoming was he in homecoming but i'd love to see him come back yeah, so he was the right hand oh, man of yeah. uh tombs 
So he was the one that like was actually making all of the the gear. He made the vulture costume. He made uh, Shocker's glove. He made all the stuff they used to break onto the the Quinjet. But I I would love to see him come back, especially because like in um, Homecoming, he seemed like such like that innocent character. Like he didn't necessarily want to make the big bad gadgets, but you know he's making them to please tombs and everything and. I make money him, i could see him being brought back as like you know like an assistant to the main villain as to like a testament to why the main villain is so strong he has this like the guy making him all this like insane stuff ben is asking if they have done anything with the black cat in the mcu not that i know of no i don't think so and i don't think there's anything i haven't seen any rumors about it i haven't seen any black cat rumors either um and it just doesn't seem to fit the vibe for tom holland's spider-man Otherwise, like, I'd be totally down for it. Um, but I just don't think that because um, they've kind of stuck with the the MJ or Gwen Stacy type mm-hmm. of uh, romance option for Peter Parker and all the live action movies. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a very like Spider-Man and Black Cat is very different than Peter Parker and Mary Jane. Yeah, it's, it's like, a lot more like sensual, which... I don't yeah. know if I want from Tom Holland as no, a it's, player in MCU. If they were going to do can like a, as a an female that yes, you know, female Tom Holland fan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I mean, I think what if he did like um the Gotham TV series with uh Selena Kyle and um uh, um Bruce Oh Wayne. my gosh. Yeah, Bruce Wayne, thank you. You know when they're younger, like she's She's not really a villain, but she is because... Like an anti-hero. You know, well, well, Black yeah. Cat and Catwoman kind of have that like weird similar parallel. They're yeah, they're so very similar. I think that would be interesting if, like, if they brought her in to be like, hey, you have to team up with the anti-hero and put your morals aside because you need to fix this other problem and you need her expertise in it. So I think I could, that I could see her be being like a femme fatale for sure. Yeah within like a spider-man movie i think that would be great and like her and michelle zendaya's michelle going back and forth i think that would be hilarious because michelle would just be like yeah whatever but like also super jealous at the same time so you see her just like stewing in the anger and jealousy speaking of zendaya's michelle i just like quick tangent have you seen the video online someone made like a fake tiktok account as tom holland and it said, like, um, you think you could hurt my feelings. I get bullied by Zendaya. And, like, that account got, like, hundreds of thousands of followers in, like, a day. And then Tom Holland, like, real Tom Holland was like, guys, that's not me. <laughs> I did I see it was that. so he funny. That was hilarious. Savvy, yeah. Okay. He doesn't know how to end a live stream. It takes him five minutes to figure out how to end a live stream. So oh, yeah. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty but, sure like, Marvel wouldn't trust him with his own, like, TikTok <laughs> account. Anyways, he would spoil, no. he'd spoil something he doesn't even know he's in. That's probably why the rumors are not fully confirmed or anything because Tom Holland can't know because if he knows, he's spoiling it. Mm -hmm. They didn't even give him the full Endgame script, did they? No, No, they just gave him his parts. So like, and like they were like, "Here, you're here right now," and he was like, "What am I doing? What's going on?" They're like, "We can't tell you that. Just talk to this to this tennis ball on a stick." I think they made him film like six different of the same scene, each like going a different way, just so he couldn't (laughs) reveal it. Yep. Oh, uh, you gotta love Disney money. <laughs> yeah. He said that uh, he originally thought that the when going into film for Tony Stark's funeral, he originally he thought that it was a wedding scene, 
And so he's going into it thinking it's a wedding scene and he gets there and it's like, no, this is Tony Stark's funeral. And he's like, wait, whoa, back up because someone... He died? <laughs> he did what? <laughs> yeah, because I'm pretty sure like one of the last things that they filmed for Endgame was literally like... Um was Tony Stark's like actual mm-hmm. death to, th- to the Infinity Gauntlet. So I, I'm yeah. not surprised at all he didn't know until literally the last day of shooting. That's funny. All right. Um, I feel like we're getting close to like wrapping up time, but I had like yeah. one last point I really wanted to mention. Okay. Um, I thought of this idea and I'm really excited. Um, so one of the like big like mainstays of the MCU has been the like the cameos, the Stanley cameos. And unfortunately, there will be no more Stanley cameos. But what I was thinking is, is Phase Four going to kind of redefine the cameo? Like, are you going to bring in new create, like different comic creators, like current artists, like oh. in for a Spider-Man movie, like the, some of the current artists and things like that, or reference other material? Um, so, like would... the big thing for Spider-Man Three would be like the the animated movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's plenty of Spider-Man in that. So if there's like a big end scene where like there's a bunch of villains up against a bunch of Spider-Man, you could see like Nicolas Cage as Spider-Man Noir. Or I was maybe you that. get a, or maybe you get a Spider-Gwen using um, the amazing Spider-Man Gwen Stacy. I forget an actress's name now. But oh, uh, what do you guys think? Emma is Stone? The, Emma Stone. Is it in the realm of possibility to get a CGI <laughs> Peter Porker played by John Mulaney? I was just about to say that, that I was like, can we please have, like, a scene where John Mulaney is walking next to, like, a CG, like, Peter Porker, because, like, just walking down New York City, because, like, that would or be... Or just have him next to an actual pig. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> like, I, I want the reference. I don't care, like, how they do it, but I think that would be gold. Like, if they're gonna <laughs> if they're going to redo the cameos, they got to, like it's hard to beat the Stanley cameos in terms of recognizability, but if they're going to do something like it's going to be big. I could definitely see them revamping the cameo of Stanley into just like a general like reference. Cause I don't think they would have, they should like reference like a specific person anymore. Like the way they did Stanley, but like just like general references like that would be great. I think. Mm -hmm. I had a friend once say that we will still have Stanley. Cause this was like, quite a few years ago and i was like this is going to be a really sad day when we no longer have stan lee cameos and long long time ago okay so like i didn't jinx it and kill off stan lee it wasn't me um but my friend was like no see they they got this all recorded already so like they could just put it into a movie and like he's like they just like take him into a studio and it's like okay here's your lines here's your costumes and they recorded it for years down the line and so like i kind of want to see if that would be true or they, they already just... did that with uh, what's his face in Star Wars uh, is Grandma Tarkin. Oh, yeah. Uh, Didn't they CGI him in for Rogue yeah, One? No, that's exactly it. Like they already did. Yeah. Peter Cushing. And same with um, Carrie Fisher as Leia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they CGI them in. I mean, so Disney already has the precedent of doing it. I just don't know if they could do it with Stanley and get away no, with it. No, not, not with the, the fan base of no. Marvel comics. People would be Like upset. people would be angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if they did something with like to reference Stan Lee, I think that they should have it where it's like in Homecoming when Peter went after what he thought was the car thief and it was the guy's own car and Stan Lee was out of the window or something. Like he goes by the neighborhood and like they're like they have like signs up or like flowers and pictures of like in loving memory of our favorite 
old man or something like that. Yeah, like, like, have you seen this man? Like, they could, yeah. they could do something like that. Like, oh, just okay, that'd like, be really funny. Like, Peter trying to do friendly neighborhood Spider-Man stuff, and, like, it's like a, this man robbed, like, uh, a pharmacy down the street, and it's a picture of Stanley. Yeah. Or, or is there somebody's grandpa that has, like, that, like, doesn't know where he is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that'd be funny. This man? <laughs> or, like, going back to Loki's old folks home where he tried to put his father odin and just being like have you seen this man too because like you know like peter parker's uh volunteering at an old folks home and they're like we're missing this person like peter's just going around have you seen this guy have you seen this guy yeah i definitely could see that that'd be great like i just Uh, see some sort of tribute to him mm. in it but so I feel like we're kind of, we're kind of wrapped up with Spider-Man talk. I don't know if you guys agree. Any last minute things you wanted to say? I mean, I feel like this is like a, a big topic I could like just speculate on forever, but I don't want to just keep going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I think no matter what they do with, with all of these rumors, if even one of them turns out to be true, the movie's going to be spectacular. Yeah, mm-hmm. most definitely. All right. So before we close out the show today, we all had something we want to recommend to you guys, the viewers, whether it's something new, whether it's something old, something that we haven't heard of before or something that seems everybody knows. We each have a recommendation for you guys today. So uh, hope if you want to start us off, then Brandon, then I'll finish this out and we'll take off. So I actually have three different ones, mainly because they're on Netflix and they're not that many seasons. Um, so the first one is the TV show One Day at a Time. Um, it's a Netflix original. Unfortunately, it got canceled after three seasons, but they are trying to get it picked up with a different network because it's super important and relevant. My roommate and I are currently, well, I'm rewatching it. She's watching it for the first time. And it deals with a Cuban family in living in California. Um, you know, it deals with racism and um, like our society right now and, and like the mom is a vet and she's dealing with PTSD and everything too and it's super important and relevant and like we need these characters on our screens um, the next one is a new show called Cursed and it's only one season and it's like 10 episodes um, and it's a spin on the King Arthur story so if you really like King Arthur um, I highly recommend that show it's so good um, And then my final one is the TV show, Alexa and Katie. Um, It's got four seasons, like the fourth season of this is the newest one. Um, It's kind of more teen show, like the characters are in high school, Um, but it's still relevant and important. I was just watching one episode last night and I was bawling my eyes out. So it's, you know, those are all really good shows. And like I said, they're, you know, because it's on Netflix, there's not that many seasons, so they're super easy to just breeze through in like a couple days. So, Brendan, what are your? Cool. Uh, so, when I was coming up with recommendations, I was thinking about. I was also thinking a lot about the um, the Spider-Man news. Um, so, if anyone hasn't seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, um, highly recommend. I know that's pretty mainstream. A lot of people have seen it, but if you haven't seen it and you listen to this podcast. Um, there was probably some things that were a little a little fuzzy, um, so highly recommend. It's on Netflix, and if you're listening for, looking for something good to listen to, the Into the Spider Verse soundtrack is also really good. Um, and then I actually had some comics to recommend. Um, so if you want to look into Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number One, that like I mean, 
it's one of the first it's from the 60s so it's one of the first uh spider-man comics but it's like that first of that annual series and that was the first appearance of the sinister six so that'd be a good place to get into if you're hyped for the sinister six and spider-man three and then i know i mentioned kang as the villain of ant-man three and if uh just a fun kang the conqueror story um avengers 292 it's uh the council of cross time kangs if you've uh watched the flash um i know they do the council of wells which is kind of um based off of i believe the first like council type thing where there were multiple of the same person from different universes was uh the council of reed richards from uh fantastic four but this is like the the time traveling but as a villain many kangs get together to do their nefarious deeds so that'd be a fun one to read yeah i've i've always wanted to get more into comics so i'll have to look into those because i've i've delved a little bit but never too much not enough to say i'm like an avid fan and reader unfortunately i read council of kangs i haven't read the the um the first appearance of sinister six but it's on my list mm-hmm and so for my recommend recommendation today, this might sound a little basic. It's new to me, very old uh, Naruto. I've been watching it. It's on Netflix. It's a great show. If you're not big into anime, which is similar to me, I've never really been into the genre. Naruto is fantastic. Once you get through the first like couple seasons of like really slow paced stuff, once you get past that and it like actually starts like pick up and live on its own a little bit, it's fantastic. I finished all of base Naruto, which is on Netflix. And now I'm on to the sequel series, Naruto Shippuden, which isn't on Netflix. It's on Hulu. So I've been watching that. Fantastic stuff all around. You guys should give it a watch if you haven't already. I know it's like super mainstream. Everybody everybody who's anybody like that's into geeky sort of that kind of stuff has probably already watched it. But I'm, I'm enjoying it right now. It's new to me. So, yeah, there's my recommendation. And that's going to do it for us today on the Raving Geeks. Uh, we are your new geeks for this year, and there's also some more of us on the way who you haven't seen today. We'll hopefully, we'll popping up in future episodes. So yeah, make sure you guys are giving. Make sure you guys are tuning in each week. Give us a listen, give us a watch, and uh, let us know what you think. And maybe give us some suggestions of stuff you want us to cover in the future. But uh, yeah, for that today at CM Life, uh, this has been Dan Draper, Brendan Valentine, and Hope Goodrell, and I hope you guys all have a great day.